everyone, and welcome to the Resonance Test. I'm your host, Pete Chapin from EPAM Continuum. So, a couple of days ago, I decided to try the ice cream at a new spot in my neighborhood. And yes, I have ice cream even when a polar vortex is approaching, don't judge me. But as I stood in line, I grew irritated that people were taking so long to decide what to order. And I realized that the layout of the store, the position of the menus, even the way the spoons were placed on the counter, were all combining together in ways that slowed down the process of ordering my ice cream. And beyond just being hangry about it, it occurred to me that the store could really have benefited from someone with expertise in service design. These are folks who know how to take a deep look at the needs of customers and service providers and help design an experience in ways that benefit both sides. How do you become good at service design? Well, it turns out you can study it with people who have been helping companies drive innovation in healthcare, transportation, education, retail, ice cream, just about anywhere, really. We wanted to know more about the rise of service design as a discipline and how different industries have been able to take advantage of it. So we invited Professor Maurizio Manes from the Savannah College of Art and Design, also known as SCAD, to share his perspectives with us. Maurizio has been teaching service design at SCAD since 2015, after years as a practitioner and consultant in the field. He holds a doctorate in engineering and knowledge management and is actively involved in the Service Design Network, a nonprofit organization committed to the growth and development of service design. Maurizio sat down with EPAM Continuum's John Campbell, Head of Experience and Service Design, to share how a disastrous consulting project opened his eyes to the genius of the everyday user, what industries are looking for in service design graduates, and how failing to understand the power of service design can lead companies to believe they're flying when they actually are falling. Let's listen to their conversation. Hi, Maurizio. It's great to see you. Have you uh, come visiting us here in uh, EPAM Continuum's Boston studio? Hi, John. That's, um, I can't believe we're actually doing this. That's right. right? That's, That's right. awesome. Um, I'm really happy to be here today. It's great to have you uh, visiting. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe for, uh, for the benefit of listeners, if you, if you wanted to do a, a, a brief introduction on, uh, who you are and what you're, what you're up to in life with, uh, SCAD. Okay. So, uh, my name is Maurice Moyens. I'm a service design professor at SCAD. I've uh, been there, uh, teaching at SCAD since 2015, August, September. Uh, yeah, it feels like uh, 10 years, but it's, it's just like three, right? Four, something like this. Yeah. And uh, we have the largest service design program in the world, actually, uh, both BFA and MFA. And um, it's been uh, a ride. It's, I bet. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I want to hear more about what SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design, has, has done with their service design program. But maybe to start with, you've moved from practitioner into professor. Do you want to talk a little bit about your, your service design journey? Yes, yes. Um, so uh, it all started <laughs> no, uh, as a young child growing up. No, uh, but uh, uh, basically, the, the the tipping point was in 2006 when I, I was working on an IT project, and uh, it went terribly well. Uh, terribly well, not it went terribly bad, and um, uh, the epiphany I had at, at that point is uh, it seems ridiculous today, but uh, in 2006 it was that uh, we we need to 
pay attention and listen to the people that are, we are, will actually use the software, right? It's unbelievable that it wasn't the case back then. And uh, when I sat down to talk to the people that would actually be in the front line using the, the tool, they all seemed to be, to me, to be geniuses. And I said, oh, what a great idea. And then I sat down with someone else and, oh, my goodness. And I, I thought that, oh, everybody's a genius except me. <laughs> and then I realized that I was not the genius in the, the room, right? So, okay, I need to learn something. That, that, uh, From the people that are using it. Yeah. So I say there, there must be some way to tap into this potential, like the, this knowledge, this uh, and um, kind of bouncing around to find a, an answer. I found service design, and um, since the, the the project itself was so badly uh, end up being really traumatic event. Um, Service design had this uh, balsamic effect. It was a healing. And so it was kind of a, oh my God, I saw the light. Now I know what happened. So We then, call that, uh, with, uh, with human-centered design here, we always refer to the amazing grace syndrome. <laughs> yeah. I once was lost and now I'm found. I'm yeah. found, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And um, so, yes, and this, and that's why I'm here today. And I'm passionate about the, the discipline. That's great. Yeah. What What was it? You know, without going into details mm -hmm. about the the IT project, what was it about service design that you felt solved the issues that were lacking? Was it really that understanding of users, or was it more than that? Yeah, it's because like uh, uh, when I start to started to talk to these people, I uh, soon realized that it was they were not talking about interface design. It, it wasn't a navigational, it, it was not a usability issue. It was their life issue. I'm doing other things here, help me. I'm not just clicking through this, right. this uh, screen. I'm doing several other things, help me. So that's, uh, that's why I didn't stop when I found like interaction design, user interface design, it's, like, it's not this. It, uh, it's something else. I need to have some way to look beyond of the, 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 the object, right? Sure. And uh, that's what led me to the, the service design. Because it, it wasn't, yeah, that's the thing. I, I need to understand who, who were these people. Right. Why, why they're here, where they came, came from, so... That's that's what led me to actually following that path. I end up in service design. I was not looking for service design, right? I was like, I need something that helped me understand this context better, with all due respect and humbleness. And that's a point that I forgot to mention. Um, I had back in two thousand six, after working fifteen years as a IT project manager, I had a very strong confidence in my knowledge. I knew where the button and the click should be. That's right. Shut up, you user. I know better. You are that 
expert of buttons. Yeah, I, I know your head. Okay, <laughs> I know better. If you want to click on the left, no, you're wrong. You should click on the right. Sure. Okay, I know. Shut up and do as I say. And uh, I was wrong. So everybody was a genius except me. So then, um, so then, where did you go from that? You moved into so, consulting, yeah. or uh, so I started to read about service design, um, watch uh, participate of workshops, and uh, it wasn't enough for me. I needed to understand why. So I don't want to know how to do a, to create a service blueprint. I want to understand why I'm doing this. And uh, the only place that I could do this was through a master. Hmm. And again, I was not looking for a master. I was looking to understand, to drill down the thing. And, uh, and then when I started to study, I got in contact with Birgit Mager, the, the president of the Service Design Network. And um, it was, uh, she was very kind to pay attention to this crazy Brazilian guy <laughs> annoying her from Brazil and she's in Germany and said, hey, I need this. And, but I guess she saw my, the, the awakening. Sure. She, said, oh, she wanted to encourage the, <laughs> the new discovery. Yeah. So she was very receptive, ended up flying to Brazil to be part of my uh, master jury. And then uh, uh, as a sequence, uh, actually, there's a, th uh, in Madeira, uh, she introduced me to Professor Ulla Johansson mm -hmm. um, during the 2009 Service and Clo uh, Global Conference. And this what led to meeting her, Yulo Hansen True, uh, Birgit Mager, is what led me to uh, pursue the PhD uh, with Professor Gregorio Varvax at the Federal University of Santa Catarina. End up uh, this end, end up leading me to uh, Germany. So now, now everything seems to make sense. Of course, but, as it always does yeah, in hindsight. But then was complete random connections like here and there. And then looking back, it's all, it was like a straight path. It's inevitable. No, right? no. Uh, at all. It was com random. So you think about, you think about, so you and I met at the, uh, the first time in 2009 at the, the Madeira Portugal um, Service Design Global Conference. Yeah. And to think that now you're in Savannah at the largest art and design school in the world with the largest service design program, that's, that's pretty remarkable, right? Yeah. It was not that common to be able to find service design within, you know, no. um, uh, design programs. No, no at all. Yeah, you're, you're completely right. I, I, I'm, I, I have to be very... Uh, thankful for the powers of the universe because uh, it was completely especially even even today like it's not um from let me be fair uh 
Birgit Margot, she, she makes the, a, a, a fair and, and good connection between Latin American service design. She said, no, you have, you have what it takes. Um, but it's not uh, an easy path from a, a Latin American voice to talk about service design. Mm. It's not. And, uh, and, uh, and if I, I have to attribute the, 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 the reach that I uh, somehow achieved to a completely random sequence of luck events. And work. Hard work. Yeah, and hard work. But... Uh, I saw several people, hard workers, not making. So you have to be a hard worker and be lucky. Have some luck, sure. Yeah. Sure. What um, so so could you share a little bit about the service design program at SCAD? Uh, what you guys are doing, how you've structured it, um, you know what yeah. what you guys are teaching. I certainly so, know that you know when when we think about. Uh, a lot of the organizations we work with, they're all desperate for really great service designers. So, so it'd be great to hear a little bit. Yeah, uh, we have a small program in terms of SCAD numbers, right? Uh, 80 students. Uh, SCAD counts like thousands. So um, uh, it's a small program, but um, very well um, uh, received and 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 looked by uh, companies. Uh, most of our students get hired before graduation. And of course we have some students that want to spend, I have a dear student that she graduated, she wants to spend a year in a, in a forest in Maine. Hmm. Say, so, okay, you have the right to do this. But she, she's back on track. Not that she was like out of track. <laughs> if she hears this, I'm not. I'm not blaming you. That's <laughs> no, no problem at all. But um, so the the program is a BFA and MFA, and we have an executive level education uh, for managers. Uh, I guess we we had we had there. So the program uh, has uh, ten years. Uh, history this year it's the 10th anniversary oh wow i didn't yeah. realize that on the we will be celebrating on the february 23rd okay and uh, all of this must be um that uh, we, we must acknowledge um victor ermoli our um ermoli our dean is a passionate uh service design supporter and at some point the program in these 10 years it was kept alive out of his desire like he really uh, the work he's he did during these 10 years against all odds must be recognized um, and then we have peter fossick uh, former uh, faculty, Diana Miller, Robert Bow. So, uh, and um, it, it's a it's a challenge, right? Uh, if you think we 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 take eighteen year old kid and bring it to a level that 
companies want to hire, and uh, we have one of the highest entry uh, entry level um, salaries uh, for a student. Um, what one one uh, company executive one day was uh, interviewing our students, and he made a comment that I still don't know if it's a compliment or not, but he said, uh, your students, are, uh, undergrads, are the cheapest senior strategic designers we can have in the market. Wow. I said, okay, this is a compliment. <laughs> Why? I'm kind of like, but of course, he was saying, for the it type... It was intended as a compliment. Yeah. yeah. For the uh, the the results that they get, uh, because of the, he thought it would be comparable with a senior strategic executive, but paying the salary of a junior. Sure. So the bang uh, for the buck. Yeah, yeah. but uh, um, uh, we we are very proud that our uh, students have a, a a high entry salary. So it, that didn't. We didn't receive that very well when we mentioned that it's uh, cheapest. We like to to see that, or at least to promote that is a fair value. You will get, you pay, but you will get a good uh, value for what you pay. So right. uh, by hiring our students. So and then we have the MFA. Um, also, like. Um, it's a fight, <laughs> it's an internal fight in the program that uh, they get hired too fast. So, you know, hey, finish your thesis, come back here. <laughs> uh, we're always calling them, yeah, you got the, the job because you are here, so finish what you started. Um, so, yeah, we have fun. Uh, my, uh, I, I work with an amazing colleague, uh, Zinia Viladas. Yes, I've met her. So, she's... She's my boss, um, protector, supporter, everything. So, yeah. What kind? Of, when you talk about the uh, the uh, students getting getting hired, what types of organizations um, are hiring, or what kinds of industries? And has that changed over the last few years? You feel like? No, we, we still see the four major. So, financial institutions. Health, um, the leisure and entertainment, and uh, transportation. Mm -hmm. Okay, transportation related like airlines, um, um, but we are all over the place. Like really all over the place. Uh, uh, we're get, gathering the so we will have this alumni reunion in February. That's the, the in, so the, the fact that we have one of the highest employment rates uh, at SCAD, which SCAD has one of the high employment rates in art schools all over the world, is the fact that actually a service designer can fit almost any industry, right? So you, right. you go from hospitals to governments, from uh, car makers to... Airlines, 
pharmaceuticals to furniture. We have students working with furniture companies, retail. So it's easy to fit anywhere. As a service designer, yeah. Yeah. Well, so so you you shared with us today, um, you know, some of your thoughts on where future of of service design is. Uh, and I was intrigued at this this idea of how service design really can fit across most domains, right? Uh, it's not it's not like product is a product and service is a service. There, all this is merging, right? Physical, yeah. retail, this merge of digital and physical in product and space and everything else. Um, curious, curious what your thoughts are about that and yeah. and, and, and what no. that has meant for the industry. Yeah, what what do you, that's a, a discussion we we hear a lot so wow where we will see service design all over the place and my my point is almost the opposite no it's we see it in all it's all over the place we just need need to expose it so this is service design this is a maybe the person that created something at the company doesn't call it service design but if it's service if it's a process of design was involved somehow, um, it's service design. And uh, we have theory. We, uh, at some point, who's interested can uh, uh, look for the service-dominant logic literature, and then you see that service is the basic form of exchange. Society is based on service. So... Um, then a connection with service and uh, the economic business cycle, innovation, design, and uh, at the end, you circle and circle and, and get back to, okay, it's a process of service design. Right, right. So the, my, my point is, it's not the fact that, oh, when we will see service design everywhere. No, it's everywhere. You just need to expose this or n name it. Right. There, there's a there's you know probably one of the more famous or the most famous uh, commencement speech is David Foster Wallace, mm. uh, and uh, I think it's entitled "This Is Water," but it's about the story of a, a goldfish not realizing you know it, what, what the hell is water. Yeah. I feel like it's the same thing. It's like where is service design? It is everywhere. You just haven't been calling it, or you haven't stopped to think yeah. what it is. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah if someone much. discovered the water, it wasn't the fish, right? That's right. That's right. You're, you're immersed in it. So, yeah. And and again, the 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 service dominant logic is uh, precious uh, source for understanding why. Yeah, yeah, it's really. So to that to that end, you know, we were really excited back in the fall or last summer to get approval from the Service Design Network. Uh, to start a Boston chapter, yeah, and so Brian Gillespie and Ben Little with Hill Holiday, and you know um, us here at EPAM Continuum were able to 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 kind of help get that started. Um, and I have really enjoyed, even though we're early on in the Boston chapter, being part of Service Design Network in various forms and fashions over the years. Yeah. But that has really, I think, represented its growth has represented or really tracked with how. Service design is expanding around the world in businesses, in yeah. governments with civic design and the like. You've been part of that journey going back to almost the beginning. Yeah. Uh, would you mind reflecting a little bit about the the service design network and what Birgit and 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 others have have uh, built there? Yes. Yes. I imagine if today is still like uh, 
uh, um, a hard work to to get the the, the necessary awareness uh, or the fair awareness for service design. Imagine like in 1995. Right. So uh, again, the work uh, developed by uh, Birgit Mager, uh, Shelley Evanson, Shelley, Shelley, Jesse, Jesse, yep. like Jamin, Jamin, yep. Eggman. So uh, we can't thank them enough, right? right. Uh, carrying this flag for so long until we got enough awareness. Uh, awareness enough that this crazy Brazilian at some point is saying, <laughs> "Oh, this can save my life." And then, so yeah, uh, it's 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 been an interesting journey. But as as um, we can see throughout these years, we saw several other disciplines coming and going. And uh, looking back, we always see service design there holding and be consistent and having a very, uh, at some point, too humble um, perspective on itself, but being there and still here. And uh, now comes service dominant logic, and especially the Axiom 5 reinforces this perspective. So I, I see this long run. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's not the fad of the month. Uh, it's it's the long run. Okay, that's the at least the perspective that I both looking back and imagine or dreaming forward. Um, I see this like no, it it will have its place just. Keep doing a good work as a discipline, as yeah. a toolkit. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that first that first conference that I attended um, in two thousand nine, I think was like maybe a hundred and something people. Yeah, and the last couple of years, Amsterdam uh, in in fifteen, Madrid, uh, etc. Is it's amazing. You show yeah. up for the conference and there's seven, 800 people. There's major corporations up there like BMW presenting on service design. They're a product company, you know, in, in the classic sense of it. Um, mm -hmm. It really is phenomenal. Yeah. Really cool. And governments and, uh, um, yeah. Social progress happens slowly. If you want it to happen, it should be, uh, parsimonious, right? That's right. So it will be here in the long run. Do you think? Uh, I mean, reflecting on kind of the different the different industries and entities and institutions that have been showing up, do you have some thoughts on a good entry point for someone who's listening, who's looking to bring service design within their company, their organization, their institution? What what what's step one and two? Step one, <laughs> go to SCAD. But besides that, <laughs> hire, try to hire one of our students. Um, I don't think it would be easy, uh, but uh, try to hire one of them. And the second one, um, talk to companies like Ipan Continue, right? Like they have the experience and uh, um, see this uh, systemic approach and uh, try it and see that it will provide you uh, value. It will, it will create value. 
without the flashiness the it's it's um, down just work that works and it will work okay so um, I, I would advise uh, companies that want to try this like contact companies that uh, offer this as a consultancy and uh, explore the the possibilities they never uh, stop after it's you get after you get hooked by the you keep going yeah there's no turning back right yeah. Especially because I, I do think that uh, organizations start to see the value not just for the user, not just for you know value capture or whatever, but then also things like employee satisfaction or other internal yeah. non um, I guess non top line drivers that are yeah. that Expl- are uh, tremendous. Employee experience, exploring those um, facets also. So you will see a systemic perspective, very well structured that you can. Um, create actionable results and it's uh, definitely uh, yeah I can say this is definitely the the way forward Mm -hmm. right now a a company today cannot work in a silo it's either you understand that you're inside the system and you know the system and considering employees stakeholders customers, everybody inside the system, and you have a very good understanding of the system, or you're out of the game, or you you think you're flying, but you're falling, right? Right. The, the, I like that. Yeah. You think you're so, flying, but you're falling. Yeah. So you either know that this is a systemic thing, especially internet or the whole online universe, or you're, you don't know what's happening. Okay? So that's... Uh, um, at some point, I'm very um, not uh, sale trying to sell service design because once you you see uh, the, the 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 results it brings, you kind of like okay, just um, I don't need to convince you. No. The fact that you are both a practitioner and teaching uh, at, at a at a a leading school for this. Um, how do those two inform each other? And, and where do you see compliments or, or potential conflicts or, around that? Um, good question. Uh, so having this experience as a, a, a consultant and going through the whole process of PhD and teaching and working with this, um, and and this is something that we work with our students too. Like you have a, a, a good explanation, a powerful explanation that empowers you. You will be able to act better, right? Yep. If if you are using a wrong theory that doesn't relate to the, you think you're playing soccer, but actually the game is football something will not work out right, okay? So when you match good theory with uh, the, the potential to, to apply, is amazing. And we do this in, in 
in our program at SCAD. We have the SCAD Plus is a program that uh, matches um, a liaison between industry and, and uh, our uh, students. And we develop um, uh, projects, student projects, of course, with uh, corporations really well funded or, or supported by theory. And that has impact in real life. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah, it must be great mm -hmm. for the students to be able to actually take that theory in the classroom, apply it within a large yeah. organization, and see what, what comes out of that. Yeah, what, what, are, what we usually say is like, if you either just uh, apply or is uh, concerned with uh, applying or working, or either you're concerned just to, with reading, both ways you're lazy. You should be able to read or know theory and change the Do world it. and apply. That that's the power uh, combination. That's great. Yeah. So uh, when I was a journalism undergrad, I was always told to ask this as the last question, which is: Was there anything we didn't cover that you want to share? Um, I guess not. Um, just a pleasure to be here. In Boston, amazing installations. Uh, congratulations for uh, amazing team that you have here. Ken Gordon always uh, connecting us. And engaging uh, with your students. Engaging <laughs> with our students. So congratulations, John. It's really pleasure to be here. Well, thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate it. Thanks for participating in the resonance test, too. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. EPAM Continuum is a global innovation design firm with studios in Boston, Milan, Seoul, and Shanghai. At EPAM Continuum, we're very deliberate about the term innovation. For us, it means turning ideas into stuff that's real. Because from our perspective, ideas aren't really innovative until they exist. Thanks to Maurizio and John for their great conversation today. Cheers to Kip, our sound engineer extraordinaire, for getting this podcast recorded. Numerous appreciations to Ken Gordon, our producer, for all his masterminding behind the scenes. I'm your host, Pete Chapin. And to our listeners, we thank you for your ears. Mm -hmm.